Welcome to the MCO Advisors Podcast. In this episode, Ryan and Corey go into detail about their streaming setups and the technical and background equipment they use and recommend. Yo. And we're back. You know, I think what I could use is somebody to come in here into my basement and say, like, sit here, put these lights here and set it up so it's optimal and then start setting up a background. Something like you have. I think I'm going to do this here. Uh, For anybody... For anybody who was looking at my story, this is the sheet that I had up here. It actually still has tax in it, so I'm going to be careful. Um, it looked terrible when I put it up. In terms of the show, I mean, it just looked like I was floating alone. <laughs> actually, you know, it would be really fun. We have this black background, right? You should put up a sheet, and I should put up a sheet. <laughs> just and dangling. in the feed, it would just be two floating people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I just looked like I was floating in space. I don't know. I didn't like it as much. I'll try it for some regular videos and go from there. Um, as you can see, we're still working on our setup, working on our background. But um, I want to get into our streaming setup, and I figure I'll start with the streaming service. So the streaming service we use is StreamYard. Where did this um, come you- from? Let's let's add some context here. Where's your head at? Sure. Um. I bought. Oh, besides buying new buying new lights, I feel yeah, like, like we're no, always we, trying to Im- improve stuff. Just an idea yeah, for yeah. for Monday morning, something easy to roll into. Had a cool picture to go with it, and uh, and I was setting up this morning, so my mind was purely on the tech. So I figured it'd be an easier conversation. And say, here's literally what I was doing five seconds ago. And as far as providing value to the advisors, like, is this something that you think advisors are thinking about? could use help with? I think what every person, yes. And I'll say what I think most advisors could use help with is setting up a station that's always ready to run somewhere you can sit down and just do content. It's something we've talked about before. And there's a lot of Mitch had a great video on this. I'm sure Keith has shared about his tech. So there's a lot of people who share you know, the good lighting and setups and things you have. Actually, Mitch has a very good live where he went live and literally was talking about how he's switching cameras and stuff like that. That was a a really good one. So I got kind of my idea from that. And I thought I'll share with everybody, you know, what we're doing. And I figure it's also fun to talk about in real time every once in a while, because as we update, you know, maybe uh, take a picture of this. Um, I I had a picture on my phone where all I had is a ring light. I take a picture now. I'm videotaping myself to the side. I have two lights that I just got and the lamp's still up front. So now there's four lights um, and, you know, a microphone attached here too. So I imagine it's just going to get bigger over the years. Yeah, interesting. I mean, Mitch is definitely geeking out or uh, nerding out a little bit in his office. I've seen, yeah, he's got the, the the switchboard going and he's got the above camera, the side, different angles. So he's obviously having fun with his setup. Um, yeah, no, happy to do it. I, there are so many advisors too, though, that are just really nailing the video thing. Um, so I want to definitely put a disclaimer out there that Ryan and I are learning this in real time and, and not, and we're not pretending to be the best at it. A hundred percent. Um, like I said, there's a lot of people doing really well 
and uh, and I'm learning from them. I even asked Keith questions because he was talking about shadows back here. And I was like, all right, well, let me try to get a cloth. And he said, you need something back there, whether a plant or anything to have something for light to bounce off of or else it's going to create create the shadows. So I'm, again, trying to trying to build this so it looks a little more professional, a little nicer. And I like my, my like my little light switch there and something that uh, that I can just do where I can sit down and just kind of go. And that's sure. what uh, slowly building. And I think I want to keep I mean, we'll talk about our setup and, you know, suggest what you guys should have is something really simple. Corey, what would you say just for an advisor in a few sentences? If you needed a setup, what would you say that actually means to create content? I think lights and microphone are the two most important things. I don't I, I see a lot of people get hung up on the camera. Um, I've created a shitload of really quality content, in my opinion, with my iPhone and um, a microphone that plugs into the iPhone so that it's when I'm it's not echoey when you're back here. Right. So there's a there's a lavalier mic lights, microphone and iPhone are what I would be focusing on uh, just to get started. I want to try something while we're doing this. I let light into my house through my windows. See if this makes any difference, which I don't think it will. But I figure I'll give it a shot. Your lighting looks good, so I like how it's been working. Actually, I just I think it's a little bit more shadowy. Yeah, you've um, got to be careful, guys. Keep that in mind with what Ryan just experimented with. Um, daylight is really good if it's in front of you. Daylight is really not good if it's behind you because it actually does the opposite of what you want it to do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that is a good, that is a, that, that's definitely a good tip. And here's something that I would, that I, if I would throw out for Zach, I completely agree. Yeti mic, Amazon light tripod for phone. Um, just literally as he's saying that my iPhone storage is full, so it's not going to be recording. Just keeps filling up because I have so many videos on there now. Um, literally this Yeti mic, I think it was $120. I think you can get one for a hundred bucks. The Yeti mic is ideal for... That's a ring light for like $25. You know, the Yeti mic is really good for stuff like this and podcasts and, and live video and things that you're using your computer for. If you're filming um, with your iPhone, I've never used the Yeti mic. I actually prefer the, the you know, the Rode lavalier mic. Uh, these things are, I think it's a hundred bucks, but this plugs right into the back of the iPhone. And I'm a huge fan of that for when you're just, if you want to record on-demand content. Uh, yeah, it's got to be simple. So one of the things that all, we also explain is we've been doing this for months and we're slowly building, buying stuff, jumping in, you know, and, and, and trying new things, realizing up, what Jeff? looks realizing what looks best. So, uh, Nick. you know, I, I have to say it really is definitely a slow climb. Don't spend too much time, I guess, bulking up with equipment, especially if you don't know what you're doing with it, if you're handing it off to somebody for sure. But I love what you said about the camera, because it's true that most likely our phones, I mean, has comparable. If you have good lighting, the phone really does show. And then I think even on top of that, I think good audio is something that people appreciate as long as they can hear it very clearly. So it doesn't have to be a Yeti mic, but um, those two things, adding a little bit of uh, a little bit of lighting and a little bit of audio quality goes a long way. Well, use yourself as an example. If you know that every time you have to film a video, you've got to grab the Nikon or the Canon, um, you know, DSLR out and set that thing up, you're probably giving yourself a reason not to create video because it's a bit of a headache to get an extra piece of equipment out versus if you just want to use your phone, which 
if you have a phone that's been built within the last four years, has an unbelievable camera on it. 100%. Good video, good pictures, everything. I mean, walking around, like it changed my life taking pictures with my phone. The capability it has, and I think I have an eight. You know, I think there's two more ahead, three more ahead now or something like that. And uh, seeing some of the pictures that other people have, like my, I think my wife's phone's a little bit more updated. It's it's pretty incredible. Um, so yeah, spending a couple extra hundred dollars on a camera, not completely necessary. Um, if you're making a ton of video, you can find that you may have a storage issue and you may have to figure out how to move things around. That's one of the things I'm figuring out is how to deal with the data of it all. But in terms of setting up, I feel really comfortable of at least having something where I can sit down and just and and just kind of create and then edit in the background and keep going at that pace. Um, and then once I have once I felt the control with that, that's when I think we started building you know, you're adding shelves, you're adding lights, you're like, all right, we set up every day, we got the cadence down. And then you can start adding on to quality. Yeah, not sure how I'm feeling about the shelf, I might have to move it. I feel like it needs to be like, over here. Something's anyway. weird about the angle, I guess, up looking at the yeah, it probably looks know. like it's just crooked, the same but... as probably people looking at the corner of my wall. And another thing Keith mentioned, which I didn't do, which I was going to start, but I don't want to do too much moving around is uh, getting myself away from the wall because I'm too close to have a shadow. So I was tucked back because I was leaving like a playroom for my daughter to come down. But again, we don't use the basement very often. So I think it makes a lot more sense to to back up, you know, away from the wall uh, again. I But then it starts to get ugly quickly. So I'm trying to figure out a good backdrop. That's the difficult part of figuring out, uh, I guess, the perfect combination of the stream. But I don't. I don't necessarily worry about it that much. I just want to. Thanks, Zach. I, um, I utilize my wife here. I got to get some living things down here, so I'm trying to figure that out. Um, great question, Mario. So we've covered this before, but this is a perfect time to ask that. Um, I and Ryan and I totally believe in subtitle. Z u b t i t l e dot com is a mm -hmm. phenomenal um, service that is super inexpensive, and it's it's scary how accurate they are with that. Yeah. On top of subtitle, you can do logos, you can do a bunch of fun things with it. So it's a really great app. It's really simple. And here I'll pop it up for you, Mario. Uh, it's a really simple app. Uh, it's actually on the computer. So I don't want to call it an app because I think it's very, I think it's, it was much more difficult to use on my phone. So it was something where I was sitting on the desktop, but you can reformat videos, you can make titles up top, headlines, captions. And it does really well with the captions. The only thing you might have to do is chop it up so it's separated. But in terms of an automated uh, subtitle service, I, it's amazing. Uh, a lot better than YouTube, in my opinion. Oh, my God. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had somebody suggest YouTube to me because it was the free version. Don't. Just don't. No. I don't know if that's what you're using, but don't do it. It's not worth Sub it. I would yeah, say, I would say use no captions. $20. Use no captions instead of wasting your time with YouTube captions. It's it's just not user-friendly in the least bit. Oh, I wanted to say something for some advisors because um, as we've been having conversations, Ryan, this is tripping advisors up. I know a lot of you guys, you have to sub you have to submit a script in to be approved, right? So every firm is <laughs> a little different, but I know that there's firms that request a script to be approved. Mm -hmm. Here's a trick that I want to talk to you about. What if you create the video before the script and don't put the video out? Okay. So go out, film your video, keep it running. If you want it to be a two minute video and you go on for 10 minutes, that's okay. Keep it running, post-produce it, clip it down, and then 
create the script out of it, send it in. And you oh, well, Corey, what if I say something, they make me change it. All right, we can always go back and edit it, but it's gonna be so much more natural. If you film that thing, you know the, the boundaries you have to stay in, you know what you can and can't say. I mean, you guys have been doing this forever, you know the deal. So go out, film the video, retroactively have that script created from the video, submit it, and then have your back and forth with compliance if, if, if there needs to be some edits made. That's okay, but at least that video is gonna sound so much different than you submitting a script and then reading. Let's work together. My name is Corey Keating and I represent. Yeah, uh, I completely agree with that. And I don't know, I feel like we, we would suggest that and people say like something with the back and forth. And my way was if you create the full length video, you like export what you said out of it, like you said as the script and send it in, they tell you to cut something out. You just cut that part of the video. They yeah. don't know the video is created. You just make sure it's exactly where the script should be. And then somebody, you know, and then you go back and edit accordingly. But at least you only have to edit the video once and you made the whole thing. You're just dealing, you know, you may just have the back and forth with them about the script of figuring out what it is. And you say, okay, here's it's rewritten. You cut that part out. Um, I don't know. I, I agree with that completely because I also find that it's, it's sometimes good to write a script so you say on topic, but you're right in the sense that it creates it, it makes it really without trying to rhyme, makes it sound robotic. But at the same time, too, usually if we're grabbing skips, uh, scripts, we grab something pre-approved and try to make it more human. And I would rather say, don't do that. Go your way. Just record the video. Try to make it as natural as possible. Use that as the script to hand in and you know edit from there. Yep, totally agree. Um, I feel like we do say that a lot. I'm not sure if we lean into it enough. Maybe we back off when people are like, it's hard. And I'm, I guess for me is because coming from LPL, one, you could just put stuff up now with social, social patrol. It was too, so easy. Nothing, even videos, text, pictures, whatever. I've never had anything taken down. I've never had an email sent or anything. So it's really simple. So I try to have some empathy for Wells Fargo or, you know, wherever you are, constrict Edward Jones, something where you can't do very much and you're, you're bouncing back and forth. But the thing that I go back to is you really do, you really should pressure through compliance and get some type of process down and, and getting the sustainability. And I think that really makes it easier for people to continue fighting through. I think sometimes when you have enough trouble with compliance, you end up not doing something and dodging a medium completely and that's the hard part and shooting yourself in the foot a little bit. I think that's why we talk about it and then back off of it when we're in conversation with advisors. Because I think what they say is, ah, but it's like a 10 day back and forth. Honestly, if you sat down and created six videos, it doesn't really matter because those things are evergreen anyways. So create the videos, chop them up the way you like them, export the, the script, send it in and deal with the two week turnaround. But then when you're done with it, at least you're going to have six human consumable videos to share with the world that you can that'll live forever i mean you're not talking about gamestop on these things anyway so who cares yeah and uh and and i would and i would agree and if i say anything about what's timely this is why i say also obviously you want to be timely i more so say i don't want you to have a setup so that you can take advantage of a gamestop situation i think that stuff is overdone anyway i know we want to look for those moments in time to grab people's attention and you want to stay current but I've noticed that people who are steady to their principles and their core message doesn't usually have to bounce around. They're not looking for those moments to grab. Uh, you know, they're not looking for, I guess, what I would call like the Black Friday deal situation. So yeah, I know I like we want to talk about these things and bring it up, but it's it's you want something to hit all the time. So don't. 
don't feel uh, sorry, my phone just is connected to my laptop. It, I, this is my favorite thing. We're having a streaming and video setup day and a tech day. And I was like, maybe I should have changed this to tomorrow because I was literally testing everything, uh, getting calls. My my light has died to the side twice. And now I figured out why. Uh, so it's funny to have this tech episode and explain to everybody how they should set up their streaming and everything around me is crashing and burning and failing. <laughs> Yeah, but how much, let's be real, how much of that is Ryan's personality? Like how much of this stuff is- <laughs> No, all of it. Yeah. I mean, all of it, yeah, <laughs> all so of it. So you could do this tomorrow and it's not like you would have prepared any differently. <laughs> that's, well, that's 100% true. That's a really good point. And I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse, but it is true. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about. Oh, not not taking advantage of those moments. Staying, I, I want you to make sure that that message that you're putting out is still consistent, whether you're repeating yourself or not, that you have something that makes it easier so it's not full of headspace. You know, I think we get too far into the, I don't feel like marketing at all because I can't talk about what's current. But what's current is your principles and your and, and how, how you treat people and the value that you give that that stuff is forever that stuff you can always talk about and, and do you really want to be attracting clients that are jumping with you because you're talking about what's current like what a pain in the ass that would be that's the same client that's calling you 24 7 because you know apple's up today and it's down yesterday and like you don't want those people anyways do you i don't know anybody who i don't know anybody who that I worked with, that I loved working with, that really ever cared about the market update. That whole idea, educating people, yes, making people feel good. I guess, I guess an update is fine, but even so, le legitly, if we're talking about how the market is moving or where things are going, more so I want to make sure that everybody feels comfortable. This is what we plan for, but it's not like this is what's happening to the Dow. Or like, this is what's going on. I think that stuff is sometimes detached from people's portfolio, especially, and can scare people. So I don't even like talking about that at all. I like adding into the financial planning and talking about why we diversified and 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 what happens in, in portfolios of, of, I don't know, where you're split versus the economy. I guess you can do certain things, but even then, I, I like to talk about the things with clients that we have conversations about sitting in the meeting, and it's never the market. So I don't usually waste the time even sending the market update. Well, it's it's this is why I, I feel like this marketing stuff and financial planning is so analogous. Like I don't really want to work with clients either who want to worry about how many likes they got on a specific post. <laughs> it's not about one post. It's about 30 posts. <laughs> and and educating people to get them there is the content that I want to put out. Yeah, that's the, I guess that's the difference, too. I want people to understand that in the same way that if I'm working with somebody one on one and we're dealing with financial planning, I want them to understand how the market can possibly perform. So we prepare for those situations in the same way that these are likes. But that's not what we worry about. This is what we plan for. This is what we look for. This is long term performance, you know, not not short term metrics. Yep. 100 uh, percent. I, I um, in terms of the ring light is where I started. Uh, having it in front of me, jumping back to the tech, just to just to put a nail on that. I started with the ring light and it has a little thing where it can record me on my phone or it has my phone. It can connect to the ring light and then I can record myself. That's what I'm actually been doing recently. I do have a fancy camera I bought that I thought I needed. We also were, we had our first kid and we were like, oh, let's take really nice pictures. You know, everybody wait, did that. <laughs> wasted, wasted a bunch of money like no other time. 
uh, like every other time, I should say. The only thing I'll say is having memory cards has been nice on that camera. Being able to zoom in and set that up completely separate has been nice because I use my phone so often for work and other things that I do find using the phone for just another thing for me, especially from creating so much content almost gets in the way. So especially when it's full right now, like I just tried to record something. I delete a bunch of videos on my photos. I thought they were gone, but they're obvious something. So there's obviously space somewhere. It cut off in the first five minutes, but that video camera would have stayed on the whole time. And I would have gotten this whole episode. Yeah. <clears throat> if you can afford it. I mean, I love a DSLR, but I don't think it's necessary. And I think a lot of people get in their own way with it. Like, um, you know, we're not streaming YouTube and generally in 4k anyways. So you know, right. It's a little silly. I completely agree. Silly in the terms like I did not need something of that capacity. I could have bought a camera from five years ago or something that had uh, enough enough oomph to get me to where I wanted to go, especially to versus what my phone could do. So I'm bouncing back and forth. But if I'm creating videos, I really just set up the simple lights, uh, put my phone in front of me and start going. Uh, I try not to use this as much. Thinking about getting a webcam just so I can angle it and put it correctly. Because yeah, I do find that using the circle here is difficult because you have to line up with your laptop, which is harder to me than just positioning a camera. So maybe that's the same thing that I liked about the camera off to the side is I could position it perfectly. It like it has its uh, it has its own movement. Um, the problem so that, with you have something to I'll do with a webcam is: Are you going to look at it when you're talking to the other person, or are you going to look at the uh, screen? That's a challenge. I look at the circle a lot. And been trying to, if I had the webcam in front of me, I feel like I could stare at it. And if I was going to be doing videos or something and I could use it dual purposely because it's so nice, then I'll, I'll look at it, you know, and I think that that comes with practice. Yeah. Too. For a hundred bucks, those are definitely something to look into. For um, sure. You know, another thing that I, I just like sharing some of the stuff that I struggle with, because I think it probably is relatable for others watching. For me, it's not about creating and filming the content. For me, it's about what to do with it afterwards. Like when I have a folder full of videos that I have to crop and edit and post-produce, that is a really overwhelming task for me. So uh, my advice that I'm living through right now that I that I would recommend folks do is do one, like tackle one of those things at a time and try not to get overwhelmed with it. Like, so maybe this is hard because if you have the setup and you're in a rhythm, you want to talk about five or six topics, I would say, go on a riff and get those topics out and on wax. But then when you have five hours of video, it's overwhelming. Um, so I don't even know actually what advice I can tell you because I'm dealing with it right now. I've got three videos I filmed last week and it's just a daunting task to have to sort through all of the, the content there. But um, my advice would be maybe try to tackle one a day and, and make it manageable. I, I second that. And I'll tell you why, because I feel that too. In my, on my desktop, I'll have maybe three five-minute videos that I felt like I sort of remembered there was a gem in or a good message that I could chop up together. But when I look at them all together, I'm like, where do I start? Which one do I do? Uh, and then you know, I and then I don't create any more because I know I have to edit those. Yeah. So I completely agree with you on the sense that, and I just did that, and then I went back to my videos. I didn't like them as much. I felt like I was forcing a message. So. Um, I, I feel like in that position, you either have to delegate and have somebody chopping up for you so you can make it at scale if you're very busy and you know you're never going to edit it or one at a time. 
to, to tackle each message, focus a little bit more, especially if you're going through compliance. Um, oh, bought Logitech. That's not the one. I'm uh, jumping back on what Sid said. I script out everything I do more for an outline to stay on topic and manage time. I like writing the the outline and a script for that sense, saving saving time and staying on topic. I agree. It's kind of like you know sharpening your axe before you start chopping down the tree. Uh, sometimes with an outline, I can find you get too de- too deep into it. But I do like. Um, but I I agree with that. I think it depends on the personality. But I like that too because I bounce around so much. I do need to stay on topic. Bullet points help me and things like that. I feel like when I write down a few notes even before an episode, I get a little bit more. Um, I, I stay on a little bit more. My message is a little bit stronger. Hey, Jeff, let's pull that comment up, too, because that's a really interesting one. Like for yourself, using yourself and your business as an example, do you guys find even with the knowledge, desire, time framework placed on everything that you guys are even able to delegate to the scale that you need to or want to? Um, Because I find that like Ryan and I go through that. It's like, yeah, we should delegate this, but like are even the person we're delegating to can't handle what we need to delegate to them. So then what? Do you hire more if delegators? I was, if I was Jeff Johnson, I would have a marketing department. I would have Agreed, a whole but marketing That's the department. question I have for him. I'd love to know, you know, um, if if the delegators he's delegating to can handle the delegation, right? It's it's like, how much do you need? And that's, that's uh, I think that's even a challenge. You mean like how much horsepower of, yeah, of an like, individual? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could use we could use a full-time $75,000 a year content curator that we cannot afford, but I guarantee we could fill their plate. Right. I agree. So, you know, it's, it's, that's the thing I struggle with personally. It's like, well, do we hire someone for 20 bucks an hour who can do 20 hours a week and can get through 15% of what we need? It's like, you know, is, is the, that that's the challenge I'm I'm wondering and and how do you manage that? I think there has to be some type of scale of hiring an individual versus 1099 work, somebody you know who just who just pieces it together. I, I think it's more difficult. I think it's can be more annoying. But also you can hire somebody who doesn't live up to their potential. So it can be either way. There's plenty of good freelancers. I think everybody has to decide what their budget is and how much they want to lean into it. I think it also depends how good people are. I think it's somebody like Eric um boyum who's great at editing i think it's somebody like keith uh and the other thing that i would say about you Corey, is for you keith and eric it's probably going to be more difficult for you guys to make videos at scale because you're so good at editing you're not going to want to hand it off to somebody unless they're better than you and that's going to be a pretty dollar so right, for you problem yeah for me it's easy to delegate because I suck at editing video in my opinion. So for me, I'm like somebody better than me is like that 20 bucks an hour probably, or I'm just, I'm just putting a title on it and subtitles going to subtitle like we just did. So when I'm not adding stuff, if somebody knows rush or if I could hand it to somebody like you, if I could pay somebody your capability, you know, or, or and figure that out, that would be, that, that's the first place I go just because that's how I think about it. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting one because I feel like the first person who decides to take the gamble on that content curator will, will start to lap the competition. They're going to extend their lead because it's like 
if you could sit there and create, you have all the knowledge. If you could sit there and create all the content and not worry about what happens to it afterwards, that it just gets disseminated and shared, like you would, ex it, it would go from a, a tied race to you'd be two, three, four laps ahead in no time. Yeah, I agree. It's just who's um, going to take the gamble on that. That's the, that's what I'm, you know, what if, what if you and I knew that if we put all our chips in, all the money that MCO Advisors has made to this point, we put all the chips in and gambled. Like, but what if on July 31st, that puts us 10 times farther ahead of where we are? The problem is no one does that. No one pushes all the chips in on the content. I agree. Uh, as we were talking about that, that's why I was thinking, like, obviously we can set this up for ourselves and we have to do that. But the more I realize what I don't create and stuff, and I wish we had a position where I had a team and somebody told me where to be and what to do. And I would just treat it like a part of my job, like my part-time job would just be literally right. creating content. The studio at nine o'clock. You're going yeah, exactly. to be nine to 1130. We're going to cover X, Y, Z topics, da, 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 da. And then at 1130, you're on your way. And that shit's also getting made in the background. Exactly. And you walk out to your meeting and all that's done. And, done. And, and then and then you can start posting and putting your message with it. And all you have to do is type two days uh, later. Hey, Ryan, we created a folder based on all the content. It's labeled, you know, action plan, financial plan, marketing content. Da, da, da. It's all labeled in clips. I mean, imagine yeah. that world. Yeah, completely agree. It's got it. That's that's yeah, I agree. Um, and with Sid, how much are you editing? Are you guys doing? Um, I don't use graphics or crazy transitions. I agree not to take long and same they don't. And that's, I guess my point is, well, not my point. It's, it's still, to me, it still takes too long. Editing the videos is usually the thing that I'm doing from like nine to 12 at night. And that's what I wish I could hand to somebody else, whether, and then I could be doing messages or messaging people, having conversations, um, you know, and, or, or I wouldn't feel so stressed when we're lining up our meetings, because especially for us, we're meeting people once a month and we're, um, and we're, we're, or, or twice a month. So for us, it's kind of, kind of always being there. I want to make sure that even when we're really busy, this content keeps getting created. So it's not even just about now, especially two young kids. Uh, I just, we just need to be realistic with our time. Corey, young kid, three kids total, you know, it's, it's, it's about where you are in life too. So well, like Sid's got a great comment there. Like our business, MCO advisors business is we're selling time. So the more time we sell, the less time we have. And so it's not like we can get off of this and then just go and jam out all day in content creation. And I'm sitting and, and everyone listening, I know you guys have stuff to do as well. And, and you are selling time as well. But like our day is literally selling calendar slots. So then when we think about creating content outside of those calendar slots, we have to borrow time from other places. And that's where I find the real challenge. And it's not so much that editing video takes an extraordinary amount of time. It's just, where am I borrowing that time from? Is it family? Is it nine to 12? Like Ryan said, like, if you don't get that nine to 12 of decompression time, you're back in the hamster wheel the next day. It's, you know, it's, you're back at it. Like it's hard. And I, I think that's where I'm at. And I think I'm assuming that's where you're at with it. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, us specifically, when we're planning and looking at how we're running, you know, we're also trying to make sure that we're always doing what we tell you guys to do. So if mm -hmm. you're going to have, I know you guys have a life too, and you have a business and you're being an advisor. I mean, if somebody who has a hundred million, 250 million, whatever under management, obviously you're most likely going to be busy, at least at whether tax time or 
uh, annual reviews. And most likely because of that quantity of individuals, you're going to be spreading it throughout the year. So you're a busy person. Uh, you're providing good service and, uh, and you want to be able to keep creating content. So we want to figure out how do we do that and how do we keep going realistically? And the more I think about it, the more I realize it's it's about climbing to the fact if I could look at content as one way and somebody's starting, I would say work as hard as you can to try to keep putting out consistent content and growing your brand until you can afford afford an individual to hand something off to take some time off your plate. I just think most of us, if you're a natural content creator, you can stick to it. But most of us should be working to delegate to hand that thing off because you know handing it off is the only reason it's going to happen. Yeah, that's that line of we need to be working on the business, not right. in the business. Like we need folks to work in the business, get in there, get your hands dirty, roll your sleeves up and let's work in the business. But when I am not focused on driving business, I need to be focused on the business and creating more opportunity for the business. Right. Yeah. Um, again, few, few, uh, but we can't all do that. And a lot of us are solopreneurs or whatever. So that's why, that's why we try to give the, the, I guess the spectrum of advice that you guys could play on because we're all at different parts. You know, obviously Sid's going to be in a different place as uh, Jeff Johnson, um, just as the same place as we're in a separate place. So as we're growing, you know, adding lights, figure out the background, like Corey, I like, you know, what you have. And, and I guess how you've grown is um, I like how you're centered. I can't get my chair lower, but I'm trying to figure out, I feel like it should be more centered in front, a little bit more space. Um, you have lights shining into the wall. And you put up that backdrop. What were you doing to, I guess, develop that? Were you just uh, coming up with ideas and trying them? Were you looking at other YouTube videos and seeing what you liked? How did you develop your system? The lights thing I'm experimenting with in real time. I've got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six lights right now. Like, I learn, I'm learning that lighting up the background is actually just as important as lighting up your face. Um, it adds, it, it provides the depth that I think everyone needs. Um, I don't know. Look, there's some really good YouTube studios that people have built since COVID. Like, I think, uh, I don't think it's a studio. I think it's an office. But what Conroy's got at Haverford um, um, Financial is phenomenal. I love the use of the matte black paint and the gold trim that he's got and the, the accents that he's that, that, that he has. Um, Barry Glassman did a video on LinkedIn a while back, about nine minutes, and he walked everyone through, which I think everyone should watch. He walked everyone through what he's using. And I took notes and I even got some of the lights that he has, which are these jobs up here. Um, so, and he's got a tremendous little studio set up. I wish I, honest to God, my basement's not finished, right? And that's where I am right now. I wish I had a finished basement like you, Ryan. I would literally be putting up, like I'd have built-ins. I'd have, like, I would be like, sorry, honey, your playroom's over there now. This is how daddy's going to take us on vacation. So I have to focus on this. <laughs> but but that's, that's what I'm realizing too. I have a big wraparound couch that we got when we first were here. It's leaning up to watch the TV that's hung on the wall above the fireplace but we don't use the basement very often. So now I'm thinking like it has a little bit of a, a, a drop down. Um, I could probably have some back lighting or something, putting it to the corner and there could still be a playroom here if I figure that out. So as I'm sitting down and we're, we're you know, playing with these things, that's what I'm thinking about. I want to have a cool background, adding some, some personality, whether it be 
some jujitsu stuff. And I don't know, I like movies. So one of the things, maybe movie posters, or I have a different movie poster each day or something. I don't know. But uh, I, I want to try to figure that so out. Important. And, and people like, I, I've heard people get caught up in this. Well, we're all going to be vaccinated soon and, and things are going to change. They will. This isn't changing. I promise you content creation uh, is just getting started. And um, hopefully you can film this stuff in your office when you go back to your office. But if you can't, it's really nice to have a setup, whether it's in your office or in your home, to be creating video content because it is not going anywhere. Uh, it's just getting started. And vaccinated COVID or not, like this is the beginning. Yeah. So if you're, if you're, if you're listening, um, still you're wondering what to focus on, think about your using your phone and think about lighting, um, and use advantage of your office. So Corey, if you have a, a, an office window, where should you be positioning yourself to take advantage of that? It's the office window should be right in front of you. So like I'm sitting like this, it should be behind the yeah. laptop. Daylight okay. is the best thing you can have. I mean, we, we talk to advisors all the time, right? They sit down and the window's right behind them and you can't see them. They have to like draw the shades and everything because the, the camera, um, you know, like your eyeball, it, it exposes all that light. Um, yes. So you want to be positioned with the window in front of you. Look out the window. And I would probably say too, that's going to be confusing for whatever camera you use if the light is coming in behind you because like you said, it's going to be reacting to that. And especially the computer... I was just reading the computer cameras that we're all using mostly for Zoom if you don't have Logitech or whatever you're using off the side for, for Zoom and things. Uh, it's, a, it's a very wide lens. So it's trying to show the whole screen and grabbing as much light as it, as it can. Mm -hmm. And I think that can, that's another reason why it can mess it up. That's definitely tough when the sun is rising or setting because it's going to it's going to affect you more. Like we've talked, I think we had a video with Penny and she couldn't dodge the light. Like it kept, <laughs> yeah. um, that's tough obviously in the morning if, if the sun's coming in the window, but at noon, you're probably going to have fantastic light. Uh, guys, lighting and audio like are my one, two video is actually three for video. Like, but I'll, that I'll, is video. Watch, really? I'd rather watch a grainy video, but I could hear you and, and, and hear you crisp and, and the lighting, uh, is, is really well done. I'm a big fan of it. I really think like the lighting brings out the capability of the camera, the video, whatever you're using. So if you think you have something cheap, that's not as great. You might find yourself that it just has trouble capturing light. You're in a dark spot in your basement. It looks grainy. And then you actually just go outside. That's why when you go outside and shoot a video, you're like, wow, it looks completely different because it's able yep. to grab all that. Um, think about those things and really set yourself up. So one of the things I might try to do is set my desk up in front of the door. I don't know if I can slide it back and forth. It's pretty easy so that the, the, I have like French doors leading outside of my basement. Also my deck blocks the sun from coming in, but it comes in a little bit. Maybe I can put it in front of me and then I can have the backdrop just be the whole basement with the couch until I have, uh, until I find something cool to, to lay down or uh, something um, cool to set up. I mean. I had a last thought. Oh, I can't wait for this spring. I'm going to try some of these um, live shows outside. So we're going to see how that goes. I, I'll have to figure out the sound because that's the one thing I'm worried about is the trash truck going by. and <laughs> you know? Somebody cutting their lawn. Yeah, yeah like yeah, the, yeah. the, the tree trimmers are next door. But um, yeah. that's. I think uh, that'll be fun. I, I can't wait to do that out back. 
I am, I think about that all the time because my, my best videos, I feel like that look the best are back there. So I always think uh, of, of doing that, but same thing with the sound. I'm nervous about how to get everything to hook up. Nick, I use Yeti every chance I can. Um, the only time I don't use my Yeti mic, which is ironic is when I'm filming video content for myself, uh, for the brand outside of live. Cause then I'm using my iPhone and that's when I use the road lavalier mic that plugs into the phone um just because the yeti usb that whole thing is a little bit more complicated but i use the yeti for everything i can other than filming video content um of just me on demand what microphone do you use your for your phone it's this road lavalier mic it's right it's uh this little this little guy oh wow yeah that's cool yeah, it's awesome. It was like 65 bucks and it plugs right into the back of my phone. Is that an Amazon? I think I bought this on BH Photo, but I'm sure it's on Amazon. I saw someone else um, was talking about it this morning actually on LinkedIn. So yeah, I totally recommend this job. Um, the other thing I would say, Corey, is I think you did a good job of setting up your mic. I feel like it's always in the same spot. I always feel like I'm moving mine around just a little bit. I don't like how much is in the camera. I would say, Nick, not like it makes a big deal, but sometimes it can be a little weird if you're having a meeting with somebody. I think you see the microphone, especially this much. So if I was in a Zoom meeting like doing this, I don't know why. It seems different than if you're doing a podcast or a live show. You can always just so, pull it down. So I'll try, yeah, I try to put it off. I try to put it off to the side or angle a, a, a little bit, but I do like the video quality still shining through, especially when I'm talking to people. And I already have the whole setup here. So I use my yeti all the time as well for zoom well, let's, for let's, let's, let's meetings talk about that for in real time who's going to actually judge that your sound sounds really good on the zoom but they can see the mic like wait a, like why does he have a microphone that's weird yeah well, i don't know if, really why it would be less professional <laughs> honestly it became a, it became a conversation starter for me everybody's like oh wow like that's that's really fancy and i'm like oh well i use this all day so i just yeah. leave it plugged in um I, I don't know i don't i don't i don't i don't actually i don't move it um, I just try to have it not obstructing, I guess, my the view of me, but otherwise it's fine. The Yeti on a little arm, on a radial arm, is like clutch. So yeah, so I've, Nick, I don't know how you use it, but or Corey, how you use it, but this thing here, Jesus. Yeah, this is mine's the same. This little, desk, yep. So it swings so I can move it out of my way. That's my fireplace. Sick TV. Chromecast. All right. Um. Cool. I should give uh, you a, a, a tour of this one of these days. It's hilarious. You definitely should. You tell everybody to give tours. You got to give one yourself. Of here's my unfinished. Hey, you should be like this is what this is what you guys think my basement looks like. Here's what my basement actually looks like. Here, I'll I do should it right do that too. Watch, here, I'll, I'll do it. here we go. Uh, the uh, the the audio just stopped working for whatever reason. Because I have to unplug the mic and take you on a walk. Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay. Let's see, let the judgment begin. Conroy does have a good setup. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, that is, uh, it's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. I could do that too. It's all dark over there, but it would just be Disney stuff and toys. 
that's the life of a homeowner, man. That's, uh, that's my yeah. workroom. Yeah. Need to stash more stuff places. Um, I, I, I feel I'm pretty much filling up my attic. I filled under the steps, filling up a townhome with stuff is really easy with two kids. We're literally like, we keep talking about moving and I'm like, I'm not sure if we need to move as much as we need to throw away 75% of these toys. Cause we have, we're losing square footage based on toys alone. Literally. We're literally stacking toys on top of each other in corners of the room. You know, it's the, just uh, you know, the, the most, the best uh, thing I heard when, when we were raising our kids and I was saying the same thing was a parent said, as they get older, the toys get smaller. So for what that's worth, it's true. I like that. Yeah, it's true. And already she already has an iPad and she's not even three. So not she has an iPad, but she knows how to use one. And yeah, those big rideable things will and the bouncy that that, that all goes. Yeah. Away. Yeah. 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 There's literally uh, a to where is it? It's there's a toy car I had to take off of. So we had family visit. Right. So there's a there were two beds down here, two like cots. And one of them can fold because the mattress is small and one of them can't. So it's literally just a bed sitting up that has stuff on it, Disney stuff. So I'm tucked back in the corner for that reason. But that's why I'm saying I need to I need to take control of this basement somehow and have a killer setup so that I'm just stepping into content creation. Yeah, we're done with the show. Stepping <laughs> onto content creation at some point. I want to be, I also want to try doing standing videos. I think Keith made a good point that it might be weird if I'm standing and you're not. So if we're just streaming, we can be equal. But for, I just think something about standing up and uh, would be, uh, and walk in and like press cameras on and just stand there and do it and then like walk out. That's my ideal situation I want to create for myself. I think, you know, we look back and in time, everyone's setup will be better and different and this bothers me too. just have to evolve. Yeah, exactly. But and the, anyway, I get a lot of, I get comments about the scrape on my wall. Um, that was because I had the chair too close unnecessarily and I was just doing this and scrape. So time that's how that done. happened. Yeah, it's time to get work done. Is it 10 o'clock yet? Okay, we got stuff to do. We've been sitting here for way too long. So as you guys have maybe caught uh, three gems of, of us rambling in between all this tech stuff. Again, leaving it on um, audio and lighting. Focus on those two things. Those make the message, I think, is clear. Having audio, making sure people can hear you and see you brings uh, a quality to the video that you didn't expect. It's not always about spending $1,000 on a camera. Sometimes you just need to go outside. So try it. Yep. All right, guys, have a good day. Thank you for listening. We hope that you find value in this show. We hope that you find value in MCO Advisors. You finding success means everything to us. If you found value in this show, please leave us a rating. Thank you all. Talk soon. <laughs>